that incredible message about how poignant life is, you know, how precious and how fleeting it is, came home to roost for me coming out of a cancer experience and being absolutely blissed out for the first bunch of time and then blissed out with gratitude, blissed out that everything was amazing to me. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. And today I'm sharing an interview that I did at the end of last year, but it's so important and so powerful that I wanted to share it with you again today. So this interview is with Christy Nelson. She is the executive director of a network for grateful living, and she's also the author of wake up grateful, the transformative practice of taking nothing for granted. Now, when I interviewed Christy, her book had just come out. So I had yet to receive my copy. And since then I cannot believe how many beautiful ways to practice gratitude and to look at the world in different ways that she shares in this book. I'm actually going to read a short little section of one of the practices that she shares. So this is from um, page 27 under practices, and it says, wake up grateful. When you wake up before getting out of bed, Pause to notice and appreciate at least three things you can already be grateful for. For example, I am alive. My lungs are working. My eyes can open. My body can move. Think of things that you do not have to do anything to earn or receive from anyone else. Things you are already receiving from life before doing anything. This is just one small paragraph from this book, which I highly recommend you pick up. You know, we're heading into Thanksgiving season here in Canada. Shortly after this podcast is shared, it will be Canadian Thanksgiving. And what a great opportunity to check back in with our daily gratitude practices. In our interview, we talk about how being grateful is a muscle. We both share what it feels like to be blissed out on gratitude. And we really get into different ways of thinking about gratitude. You know, the way Christy shares how she views the world with such a grateful mind and a grateful heart is truly something that I had never experienced before this interview. So I'm very, very excited to share this with you. I also want to mention that we talk about a video called A Grateful Day um, that Brother David actually had originally published as a good day and now it exists as a grateful day. And it is one of my favorite ways to start the day when I'm not at the beach watching the sunrise. So if you want to catch that, I posted a link to the directly to the YouTube video in the show notes or just search in YouTube a grateful day and you will find it. Before we dive into this interview, I wanted to share some really big news. 
Some of you may remember that last year I created a calendar with my images taken at sunrise from here on Vancouver Island. Well, I'm excited to share that this year I'm a lot more organized and the calendar is already available for pre-order in my shop. You can find it at wakeupwithgratitude.com and the first orders will start shipping out or being delivered locally uh, the first week of October. So if you are looking to share these uh, for Canadian Thanksgiving, or if you know, you've know you got a bit more time and you're in the US and celebrate American Thanksgiving, this year we will make sure to get the calendars to you on time. Okay, friends, let's get into this really amazing episode with Christy Nelson. And I have a surprise for you. If you listen right to the end, I'm going to share a little secret with you. So hang on right to the end and stay tuned for a special secret. Hello, everyone. I'm Julie Boye, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I am just beaming right now because I am so excited to have Christy Nelson with me. She is the executive director of a network for grateful living. She's the author of Wake Up Grateful, and she is someone who, like me, wakes up every day thinking about how to make the world a more grateful place. So welcome, Christy. Thank you. I can't believe I'm here, Julie. awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited because it's really incredible how we've been connected for over six years. We connected initially when my book came out, 30 Days of Gratitude, and you had just started your organization. You were kind of, you know, getting off the ground. And I have just watched the work that you've been doing, um, the work with Brother David uh uh, Steindl Rast. Am I saying that right? Steindl Rast. That's Steindl okay. Rast. It's okay. I always struggle with his name. We call him Brother David, I think. Yeah, Brother David is fine. He uh, is also uh, like a pillar in the gratitude community. Um, your organization is at gratefulness.org. And I just absolutely, I couldn't believe the coincidence when I received your newsletter and your book, Wake Up Grateful. It was, and I couldn't believe it when I saw the name of your podcast, Wake Up With Gratitude. Okay. Wow. All right. We're meant for each other. We are. And it's amazing how we've kind of been on parallel journeys, you know, in different places coming together at this particular moment in time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christy, I, I know about your organization and what you're doing, and I want to get into that. But first, what I'd love to hear is about your story. I know you have a very powerful story. Um, I know you're a cancer survivor. Um, you've got this great not-for-profit organization that you've built, but just tell me a little bit about the person behind all that. How did we mm. get here? Oh, it's a it's a big question. Um, oh, I'm so lucky to be here. I, I literally every single day is just an extraordinary gift, and you know, I I really learned that at the kind of at the altar of cancer, you know, really, really laid bare um, at, with a very advanced cancer at uh, 33, 32 years old. So I was 32 when I first got sick and 33 when I was diagnosed, um, took a long time to get diagnosed. And I ended up with stage four, uh, which is advanced, you know, kind of what they call end stage. There is no stage five, let's say that. So you, I was a stage four um, 
atypical lymphoma survivor. So that's what I am right now. Um, and I went through a ton of treatment and uh, surgeries and really living in the hospital for a long time because I had fevers that they couldn't diagnose. And so they wouldn't let me out um, of the hospital, of course, because when you've got fevers of unknown origin, it makes you you know, uh, pretty scary. It's a scary world out there for other people and for you. So they, I was, you know, it was a very intense journey for me. It was right in the middle of a prime time in my life when most people at that age are starting to really plan for their future, plan long-term, you know, early thirties is when a lot of people start thinking about, you know, what do I want to do when I grow up? What do I want to be? Where's my professional trajectory? Where do I want to live? You know, all those kinds of big questions. And there I was faced with my mortality. So it was a big learning experience. And I, I got very clear, very quickly, what a precious gift life was with the prospect of it being taken from me. Um, and I'd always treasured life. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't as though I was, um, living recklessly or whatever, and, or extremely depressed or anything before, but that incredible message about how poignant life is, you know, how precious and how fleeting it is, came home to roost for me, coming out of a cancer experience and being absolutely blissed out for the first bunch of time, and then blissed out with gratitude, blissed out that everything was amazing to me. And then I lost that perspective after a while. And so the reason why I've written this book and why this work is so important to me is because I really believe in my heart of hearts that, that being grateful is a muscle, that um, having a grateful perspective is a practice. It's something that we have to work on all the time. We, we lose it constantly. We have to regain it. We have to know how to get back. We have to have the tools to get back. And yet being grateful is one of the most joyful places to live in the world. We know that that's the cause for the greatest happiness and well-being. So how do we get back there? So that's my story is going through cancer, you know, in a nutshell, really having that incredibly joyful experience of being grateful for everything when I was first surviving and then from the wake up call of cancer and then um, kind of losing that and going back to sleep again and getting caught up in the normal things of life, then realizing, oh, it really takes practice to come back to how I felt when I first came out of cancer. First of all, I'm so glad that you are a cancer survivor and that Me you too. went on to do the work. Um, I, I don't think you know this part about my story. And this is so interesting because I'm hearing my words come out of your mouth because I say very similar things mm. because wake up with gratitude ended up being born out of, um, I had a miscarriage, a second miscarriage. Uh, I have a daughter who's 10. I'm so incredibly grateful that I have a child, but I had two subsequent miscarriages. And my second miscarriage, uh, which was just about six years ago, I ended up in a medically induced coma due to a uh, life-threatening bacterial infection. Wow. And I came very close to losing my life. Like you said, it's that perspective of almost losing your life. And it wasn't because I wasn't a not grateful person before I had written my book years before I had a gratitude practice. But when you talked about being blissed out on gratitude, that's how I felt when I like woke up from a coma. 
And um, when you've been in a coma like that, you can lose up to 50% of your muscle mass in a week. So just things like bringing a glass of water to my lips, I couldn't do it. So like that gratitude for, I can drink a glass of water or hold a pen or just get up out of bed and go to the washroom. Like little, those, right? You're in that moment of, you're blissed out on gratitude. And then like you, over time, it started to fade. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I did as well as I went back into the work, found different ways to practice gratitude because it's a muscle that we need to keep practicing to build it. So it's so interesting, Christy, that we didn't know these parts of our story and how wow. we're intertwined at this moment in time. So what was it though that prompted you to start this uh, Network for Grateful Living uh, as a not-for-profit organization? Mm. Well, first, I just need to say that's a really incredible story, and I'm moved to get to be with you and um, and all of what that is. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. So, sure. um, I didn't start the organization, which is interesting. So, oh. Brother David Steinlerast started the organization. So he started it 20 years ago, in the year 2000. Uh, he was 75 at the time. So, which is amazing, right? So he started an online organization and, and wanted, he had supporters and friends and followers who wanted him to build a portal for his teachings and his teachings were around gratefulness. Uh, and they were mostly articulated through a kind of a spiritual and religious lens. That was his scholarship was, he was a monastic and his belief was that gratefulness was at the center, was the centerpiece of all spiritual and religious life, that all prayer linked back to gratefulness, that all faith links to gratefulness. And, you know, and then of course we know now more from science that gratefulness and gratitude are the keys to well-being and health and psychological, all the different benefits of that. So I came in almost seven years ago as the executive director. So it had been going already 13 years. So I'm incredibly lucky. And then since I've been there, you know, our interest has really been, our our commitment has been to grow the movement, really seeing it as a movement of people who live gratefully and seek to live gratefully every day and uh, to diversify it so that it had a much more reflective um, voice a much more inclusive appeal and outreach and um, so that lots of people could feel a sense of belonging within it. So it didn't just get typecast as a Catholic or a Christian organization, but actually has much bigger uh, embrace of the world than that. So that's what we've been doing. And it's been an extraordinary privilege. So getting back to, you know, your role with the organization, I somehow did not know that it had been started by Brother David all those years ago, but I do remember the video that he made, the original A Grateful Day, that video, I had it on repeat for Mm. years. Every morning I would start my day with that video. Mm. And more recently, like you said, like bringing things into, you know, high definition and all these things. Um, what, uh, is that what inspired you to, to create this video again, to update it? Yeah. So we, um, it was started as a good day. That was what oh, it was called day. at first, a good day. And he, brother David kind of 
literally channeled this little meditation. It's about five minutes long and it just speaks to what are the things that we can do and not take for granted and how are we able to look at the ordinary things in our lives as extraordinary privileges uh, and how that is the source of happiness and a sense of being a blessing unto other people, all of that. So that that video was amazing and we needed to have it be available so people could show it on a big screen. And so it was made with, you know, all kinds of picture, you know, in the old, old fashioned style. So we updated that. It was a joy and it's called a grateful day now. And it's got well over a million views um, on different channels. And it's a lot of people listen to it every day. It's on insight timer now as an audio meditation, which is really nice. Yeah. So it's a gratitude meditation on insight timer. And, but the video too is just stunning. Thank you. Oh, it's, and it's on YouTube. It's easy to find. And if you leave, honestly, if you leave our interview with just one thing, like just watching that video, it really, I've shared it so many times in uh, my gratitude groups, in my newsletter, because there's something about the way he speaks and, you know, the, the water and drinkable water and turning (laughs) on the, you know, having electricity, like we, you and I can sit here and just talk about, you know, it's really important to be grateful for the water that comes out of the tap. But when he says it, yes, turn on that tap. And I'm going to like really understand that it is a privilege to have drinking water. It's true. Right. So magical. It's, I really enjoy um, so much this gratitude as a meditation, mm-hmm. right? Gratitude as almost like reverence, like mm-hmm. this absolute appreciation, like, you know, to get back to when I came out of my coma, right? This like absolute gratitude. Like the first time when I tried to take a shower after I'd gotten home, I couldn't stand up in the shower. Mm-hmm. So again, you get in the shower every morning, you stand up in the shower, you're like, yeah, no big deal. But I went through a time, it was about a week where I just would sit on a stool in the shower because I couldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole, this movement is really about that we're both involved in, I think is to reclaim all those things that we tend to just experience and walk by without really noticing, without reverence, without awe without appreciation. So that's why I titled the book, The Transformative Practice of Taking Nothing for Granted. It's Wake Up Grateful, The Transformative Practice of Taking Nothing for Granted, because that's the place where it all lives, is I like to say that gratefulness, which is really the state of being grateful, right? So it's it's a way of being in the world is gratefulness. You approach everything with gratitude rather than having it as a reaction. So gratefulness is the 180 degree opposite of taking things for granted. It's about fully noticing, fully experiencing, being awake, alive, alert, available to your whole life as it unfolds, to the moments, to to what's difficult, to the opportunities inside the difficulty, to what's spectacular, which is so much that we tend to, to be able to open a refrigerator to have a cold refrigerator with food in there that stays good. Like just all the things that we are so accustomed to. And sometimes we get these wake up calls, which you and I both do. And that's what the book is about. Wake, wake up and don't need a wake up call. So it's like the wake up calls can be dangerous. It often involves loss of various kinds, Mm -hmm. but it also shocks us 
into awareness of how precious life is and how much we have to be grateful for and that we want to experience more fully. And I'm interested in how can we live more in that state of being every day in every moment so that it's not just an occasional or experience or it doesn't require some really devastating wake up call to get us to pay attention. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. I so agree with you on that message of it doesn't have to be a devastating trauma or loss or illness to bring you into that state. And yet as human beings, it's often what reminds us, you said something there that was very, very important. And I want to paraphrase. And it was that you're starting with gratitude. You focus on appreciating with gratitude first, as opposed to gratitude as a reaction. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that way to think about being grateful. Mm. That's oh, that's, that's my favorite so thing to talk powerful. about. <laughs> Tell me more. Let's talk more about. Okay, that. so typically, you know, um, I've worked with Bob Emmons and the people who are, you know, the kind of science and the people who talk about gratitude as we culturally understand it. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is a response. It's a feeling state. It is highly fleeting. It tends to be highly conditional and highly circumstantial. Um, And so we have a gratitude reaction when things go the way we want them to, when we get what we need, when something goes according to plan, when we get something we didn't expect and it's something that we are really grateful for. You know, it's like we have those moments of gratitude. But they're really difficult to string together, like, okay, now I need another gratitude inducing experience. (laughs) Okay. Now I need another one. And if you don't have them, it ends up being, uh, I think a lot of people struggle. Like when we have this idea that gratitude is something that comes from the outside that, and I often will say, so this is something that I, that I really do think is very apt is gratitude waits for something to happen. 
gratefulness just waits for us to be awake. So there is the the idea that gratefulness is a way that we greet life. It's gratitude from the inside out. It's an approach to life. It's a proactive approach to life versus a response to life. It's about greeting life, which is why wake up grateful is the radical notion that you actually greet your day before anything happens, which means it's not a reaction. It's actually a way that you orient to life. So it's a way of being. Gratefulness is a way of being. And it's how we can return to that way of being because we're not waiting for a gratitude-inducing circumstance. We're already cultivating that interior way of approaching life, which allows gratefulness to flourish in all moments for us. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) Mic drop, what? (laughs) This is me, like, first of all, getting very emotional about this, Mm. this moment of, like, wow. Um, and if you're watching the video, I put my head down for a sec because I was trying to capture, mm-hmm. and I'll go back to make sure it's accurate later, but gratitude is you're waiting for something to happen so that you can be grateful for it. And gratefulness happens when we are awake. Is that right? Gratefulness waits for nothing. Waits for nothing. It waits oh. for us to be awake. Yeah. It's just awake, awake to life. Yeah. And we can be awake to life. In our moments, if we come back, it's mindfulness, it's being totally present, it's about having perspective. We have that in our hands at all times. We have that in our um, capacity and we can strengthen it. You know what I love, Christy, is that this is my, I'm finishing my first year of podcasting. You know, Mm. we're closing in on a hundred episodes And this is the moment when you and I connect, right? I receive your newsletter. I open all of them, (laughs) but it was this moment. It was, I saw the book and I was like, this is the time. And I, it's funny. I was like, I just want to ask her so badly to be on the podcast, you know? And cause to me, I, I really look up to you and the work that you're doing. And it's so interesting how we're so aligned in so many ways. And I just didn't it's wild. It's really wild. And it's really wild. Um, but this this quote is it's going to be like shared a lot mm. in this podcast because it really to me, and that I feel is like the direction that this podcast is gonna take in the next year. Where right. are we, you know, grateful as a response or just showing up and living in gratefulness and appreciating it before we need to have the response? So yeah, I, I, I yeah, I love that. Thank you. I'm so excited. And the other way to think about it sometimes is gratitude in advance. So that you actually bring gratitude into your experiences. And and that allows for you to be more fully present, more fully available to receive. So it's a pretty the book is really cool. I mean, I'll, I'll have to say it, it was a super hard thing to write. It, I tried to do, it's a very ambitious book. It has a lot going on in it, um, but it does, I think you're going to really like it. And I think it'd be fun to come back after you read it and have another conversation next year. Honestly, I would, I would love that. Yeah. I was saying before we started that um, I ordered the book, but I <laughs> probably should have just kindled the book so I could have read it. Copy. Before. 
It's so pretty. It's um, so pretty. It's I worked so with a great publisher and there's, you know, so what I tried to do was actually, it was, I, Julie, I'm so excited to be talking to you because I know you get it. Like I was trying to take Brother David's teachings and bring them to a wider audience. And so what I knew is that, so these are the uh, five guiding principles. So, um, you know, that everything that if we could give people real tools and a framework, a framework into which to plant all of this way of being, because we need to have all the support in the world in order to really work this kind of a way of being that. So that was my real aspiration with the book was how can I articulate something that people can keep leaning into that is cogent, that's coherent, that makes sense. And this idea too, that like, your gratitude practice changes and evolves over time. I think is something that a message I've been sharing through my podcast is that you're listening because something that Christy shared, you all of a sudden are like, that's where I'm going to lean into my gratitude practice. I will say I uh, did a survey of the people listening to my podcast. Mm. A majority are women and a lot of people that responded, I said, where do you struggle most with gratitude? That was one of the questions or with your practice. And I, and it's interesting that more than half the people that answered said, I actually don't struggle with it, Hmm. but I listened to your podcast because I want to be inspired. I love hearing people's stories. And then I, I want to deepen my practice and learn different ways. And I think that's where we're going. I think there's a, there's a role for the work of just getting people to be aware of mm. the importance of gratitude. Absolutely. And that's things like a video or meditation and those kind of things. That's an awareness. Yep. And I feel like the work that we're doing me, me through my podcast, you with your book, um, and that, and I, by the way, can we mention that there's also a documentary film on? <laughs> oh no, it's not a document. It's a little, it's an 11 minute film, which feels like feature length when you're watching a movie about yourself. It's like, oh my God, this is so long. It's so long. It's keep going, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty beautiful. They did an amazing job telling my stories. I am so, yes. And I will be sharing all of these things, but this, the, I remember, and I, I, you know, got the the preview of the book and I was just reading it and I thought these, the five, you know, things, and there's so much, you're right. We should have a conversation. Um, not, I just, I want to study the book. I don't just Mm want to read it. I want to really study it and I want to spend some time in it and practice and grow and learn. And this is, this is so fun. And another cool thing that I, again, this is so interesting. So I somehow missed this. Um, so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, that I made like a 12 month calendar with my photos. Some of them, if you're watching the video, you can see some photos that I have behind me. And I, I, you know, really passionate about the wake up with gratitude sunrise photos. I made it into a calendar, but a secret wish that I had for so many years, cause I used to do Christy, I don't know if you knew this. I used to do this daily gratitude email. So from like October of 2013 to 2015, so two years, I had an email that went out every single day, Mm. like two or three lines of gratitude reminder. And I wanted to make that into a page a day calendar. And I did a bit of research and looked into it. And I was like, it's way too much work. I'm not going to get into it. And guess what? When I went to buy your book, guess what was right beside it? Page a day calendar. Page a day calendar, which this is the third year. (laughs) Yeah, it's the third year. 
and, and we've also had a wall calendar, but I, yours is so beautiful. We're not doing that anymore. But I, I, the page a day, you know, cause we do word for the day. We send out a word, a quote every morning um, to people like to 70,000 people. Wait, or something like you that. have a daily thing? Nope. See, missed that too. Word for the day. It's a quote every day that goes out. That's been going out for 15 years or something like that. I need to get on that list too. Yeah, you do. Okay. okay. And also we have a daily question. We don't send that out, but it's a daily question for reflection that's on Facebook and on our website. Okay. Um, but we've been doing that. And so the page a day calendar was really easy to do because we just took the daily quote and then matched it with a question and, um, and it's a really nice practice calendar. So it's something you can do 365 days a year. It's great. I Thank love that you. you say it's, it's a practice calendar and it was really easy to do. <laughs> there was still work involved and I admire you so much for, so I'm sending everybody to get your page a day calendar because it's Thank something you. I've always like, I've been looking for it. And it's, this is what I think is so cool about the way life unfolds. Uh, life unfolds always exactly the way that it's meant to. And hmm. I think, you know, a year ago when I was interviewing for the podcast, I was interviewing in a very different way. I was actually interviewing really for me, right? Because I started this project as a 30 days of self-love for myself, hmm. right? I was really struggling, you know, and I, I think sometimes, for, I don't know if you experience this, but as someone who stands up in front of people and says, I'm a grateful person, I'm, you know, gratitude guru, I wake right. up with gratitude. When I struggle with my own practice, I, you know, I'm like, do I talk about it? Do I share about it? And I do, because I think it's important for others to know, but I don't know if you find that sometimes too, like you struggle as well with your, Oh, I think it's, I think it's a place where the richest earth lives like into which we plant ourselves is really where we struggle um that's that's really where we're tested and you know i have to say that for me this summer um well covid covid has been really hard but it's also a lot of people have turned to grateful living much more they're much more cognizant wanting to be aware of their blessings and not take things for granted and you know, we're so aware now of the precariousness of everything, right? So everything feels much more fragile. And, um, but uh, it was really around uh, all of the police brutality, the racism that was happening in the United States, that that was really hard. You know, it, how do we navigate being grateful in the space of what feels like, you know, really painful suffering and oppression? And not everybody has all the same opportunities and the same advantages in a lot of ways, right? So it's like, how do you reconcile those things? So, and my belief is that if we can, and when I was writing the book, my mom died, right? So I had this huge loss, a really, really fundamental primary loss as I was writing this book. And so I think there are the places where, where do we take our own brokenness? Where do we take our own challenges and the places that are hardest for us? And allow, invite gratefulness, invite it in and let it work on us in a way that can really take us apart and put us back together again, both. Like every, our lives have to, what we believe, our beliefs, our principles have to stand up to life in its fullness. And we call it the gratefulness of life. In the gratefulness of life, gratefulness will be tested and it will 
we will work it until it works again for us, you know? So it's like about that continual returning. That's, I think, the humble, sober human journey that we all get to be on side by side. And there's going to be really hard things that are going to happen in the world and in each of our individual lives. And can we continue to make sense of the way that we think about our approach to life um, and that's the test is really like, it does, and then it deepens and it refines and it enriches it. It becomes more nuanced. And that's critical for any belief system, for anything we would espouse. It has to be able to stand up to what's most difficult. Absolutely. And without the difficulties, it be, it continues to be just a reaction, right? It continues that's to right. be just a way oh. Um, okay. I have a personal question for you as well. Oh boy, so cool. I want to hear, uh, what does Christie's grateful day look like? What is that? How do the practices specifically happen throughout your day or maybe mm. over a week? Mm. You know, I have my own ways that I reorient. Cause I think what's interesting is the practice for me, as I said, is getting disoriented and reoriented, disoriented and reoriented, <laughs> like over and over and over again. It's a moment to moment thing. And so I remind myself a lot. Uh, for me, poignancy is a really powerful perspective to remember that life is short and life is fragile and we're all here just for this moment and to treasure and relish this moment and not take it for granted and how do I want to be in this moment? So I continually remind myself to come back to that poignancy. Wow, you know, what if this is the only day I'm alive? How am I going to be today? And so I literally, I go right into the core for me of remembering my mortality because when I remember my mortality, it really points me most deeply to living the way that I want to live my life. And I, you know, I often try to remember how privileged I am, how much plenty I have, you know, when I sometimes feel like, oh, things aren't going. So I have all these ways that I remind myself. It's very individual for everybody, but I, um, I try to savor. I, I, you know, I have words that I use, which I really love repeating the word savor. I love repeating that, you know, to cherish, to relish, to treasure those, celebrate those words. And to really repeat those, like as I'm eating a meal, as I'm outside walking, it's like, notice. It's so extraordinary. And I think as long as we can kind of, we have our way back, it's like the breadcrumbs. It's like trail markers. You know, we're going to get lost all the time. Are you going to set your trail markers so you know your way back? Are you going to have the breadcrumbs so you know your way back? And it's back to remembering how precious life is. Mm-hmm. And that it matters and that it's a gift. Absolutely. Oh, your language is so beautiful. I I'm Thank so excited. I'm so excited that this uh the Zoom meeting now has an audio transcript so I can pick up some of your language and share it as quotes, mm. you know, for people to just remember and read again this way that you really weave your language all around the way that you're feeling um, Mm. gratefulness. So thank you. 
I really, I want people to be able to support your organization. So what is the best way? We've talked about some of the products that you have. What are other ways we can support you? Oh, you're so great. So (laughs) I love that. That's a really loving, kind, generous question. Um, So I think, I think the book is a really important thing. I think people, I think you could have a book group. It would be really interesting. You know, there's a free book discussion guide that this incredibly talented woman did for the book who's written for, um, random house. Um, and she's written a bunch. She wrote a bunch of amazing uh, book guides. So she wrote a book guide for this, for groups to use, um, signing up for things on our website. So on the top of the website, at the top navigation bar, it's gratefulness.org, but we also just got grateful.org. So grateful also will take you right to us. It's easier to spell. Some people get (laughs) grateful.org. The top nav has subscribe and in there you'll see we have a poem a month. We have our newsletter. We send twice a month with all of like featured offers, offerings. And then we have word for the day, which is the quote that goes out every day. Those are options. Signing up for those will keep you in touch with what we do. And then, you know, we're a small nonprofit. So if people want to make donations, it's really meaningful. People come to our website every single day of their lives. A lot of people have us as their homepage. They open, I just got an email yesterday from a couple who both have it as their homepage. And so they get up in the morning. It's the first thing they see. So I think that recognition that we need to be reminded, we need places to go. Um, We call ourselves an online sanctuary for grateful living. So this is a place to refill your well, come visit, you know, the website. And we have beautiful, an amazing team of people and doing work that we really, really love to be of service for people. So anything, Julie, you're so kind. And thank you for um, working in collaboration with us because it's so clear opposite sides of the country, you know, although we're global, I'm in Massachusetts, but such serendipitous alignment in our journeys and in our ways of thinking, it's a really beautiful, really beautiful privilege to be with you. So. Oh, thank you. It's my heart is so full and I will take you up on creating a book club because I have a group on Facebook called Gratitude Ambassadors. Mm. And I know that that's the first place to start to put together a book club for the new year. I mean, what a better way to usher in 2021 because we're all pretty excited about, you know, ushering a new year. A new year. You know, I mean, here's the thing. We talked about whether this podcast would go before the end of the year or in the new year. And I said, you know what? I want to share it before the end of the year, because as I'm going to wrap up a hundred episodes, I almost feel like this is the last one that I needed to do before my hundred, you know, I needed to connect with you in this way and just really start a conversation. I hundred percent will have you back on the podcast because there's so much we can talk about. And there are so many ways to discover Um, how we can practice our gratitude in so many different ways. And I, myself, I have like all these things that I'm excited to go and do (laughs) after our conversation, sign up for this, get this, get this. And that to me is like, isn't that the whole purpose of this movement, right? Is to just lean in more, lean in, lean in more deeply. That's exactly what lean into life, lean into all of it. And, and Fill your life, fill your moments, fill yourself with all the things that nourish and replenish your commitments, your intentions about how you want to live your life. We all need it. And so that's what we're trying to all provide for each other. So thank you for doing your piece, Julie Boyer. 
I'm so happy to be a partner to what you're doing. And I will say here, I will come back to your book group. If you start a book group, I would, uh, I, I can't promise this everywhere, but I really would. I would come back and meet with you and, and do a book discussion group. Oh my gosh. We would love that so much. Thank be you. Cool. Thank you for writing the book, right? Just thank you for writing the book because this is the thing is like, you know, so many want to write a book and getting to actually do the work again, it's the same thing, right? Like you have to do the work and it's not easy. And to write a book that looks at gratitude in different ways, that's what makes it so exciting to me is like all these things that I, you know, you think you've been studying this for so many years. You're like, yeah, you know, everything's kind of familiar. And then you and I have this conversation and I'm like, my jaw is like dropping and <laughs> yeah. it's going to so, keep happening. It's going to keep happening. It's so good. Okay. So I love you. You are wonderful. You too. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Um, okay. Friends, please. I implore you, please visit gratefulness.org or grateful.org. Please support Christy and her organization. You can do that by watching the videos. They're on YouTube. You can listen to the meditation, uh, buy her book, get the calendar, whatever it is, sign up for a newsletter, just like them on Facebook. But if there was ever an organization that has my heart and so much support, it's them. So thank you again, Christy, for this wonderful time together. Julie, thank you so much. And keep coming back to Julie. She is amazing. Thank you. I promised you a secret if you hung around till the end of the podcast. So here's something you might not know about me. I grew up actually doing gymnastics. I was a competitive gymnast by the age of eight. I started when I was four. And at eight years old, I participated in a competitive gymnastics program where I trained for 24 hours a week. Hard to believe that that was actually something an eight-year-old could do. Now that I have a child of my own, I see how absolutely crazy that was. But I wanted to share something that really stuck with me after this experience of gymnastics is that one night I was trying to put together a move on the beam. That's the four-inch piece of wood that's wrapped uh, and you do all kinds of crazy tricks on it. And I was trying to do something called a back walkover, back handspring. Now I could do both of these skills on my own and not connected, but I was really scared to connect them because basically you're taking the momentum from the first skill and going right into the second skill. And I was just really afraid of missing my hands. So I'd been able to do it with my coach spotting me, but I wasn't able to do it by myself. And so I had to stay at the gym until 1030 at night till I finally tried it on my own. And I remember my parents just sat in the waiting room until I got it done because this seemed okay to everybody. You know, just because something seems okay at the time and it was something that we used to do, it doesn't mean that it's okay to do that for young athletes. So that's something that stuck in my mind. And what's even more incredible is that I was ridiculed for this. I won an award at the banquet that year for something called the longest workout. They made me a nightgown and wrote longest workout award on it to make fun of the fact that I'd stayed at the gym until 1030 at night at eight years old. All right, friends, that's my little secret for this week. See you next week. And I will share something else you may not know about me. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. 
If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.